highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. It's like the healthcare bias, right? Where they think black people don't have any feeling and their skin is tougher than other people's and they don't have, you know, they, they, they really can't feel pain because there's an issue with the, the nerves in their skin. They have a much higher pain tolerance. Or the only time people come in is when they, they want drugs, right? They don't, you know, they don't. It's, it's not real pain. I find that annoying. I find that irritating. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Because I would tell you, I don't want to hear about how people were just trying to get their lives together. They were just turning their lives around. Tired of hearing it. When it comes down to people going to jail and getting sentenced, we can't hear, well, it's too harsh. We can't hear the system is unjust. And we can't hear, I hate the police. Because all those homicide detectives, they speak for the dead. You have to have them. Or else there will be no justice. I say, let's hold the mayor, city council, police chief, and every officer accountable for the crime that's committed and come up with a way to fix it. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. All I want are the books made correct. I think historically, black people need to be made whole. If you're not going to pay us reparations, if you're not going to give us the money that you owe us based on what was taken from us and our families, the least you can do is get the history right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. You continue doing your work, man. I appreciate you. I listen to you every day. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Like you said, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City, 833-212-1017. You know, every time I say that, I forget that I didn't put up the talking text lines. And I got to remember to do the talking text line because, you know, I was thinking about something all day and... Well, I was thinking about my grandmother. And so my grandmother told me that I used to say to her all the time when I was little, uh, you know something? And then I would go on and ramble about some ridiculous thing. And, and so she also told me that I was going to be a great speaker someday. And I thought, hmm, a great speaker. Well, well, that's for history to decide. And yet she was, she was accurate in her assertion that I, I would like like to talk because I, I do. I talk too much sometimes. And every now and then you'll hear me during the show. I'll have some like slurred words coming out and I'm tired and I'm working and, you know, kind of not working during my peak period. I'm an owl. I like the evening and the night. So I tend to become more illustrated, right? More hyper as the night wears on. And well, my stuttering doesn't help either, right? Been doing that all my life. But yet when I think about everything in the past, I could not, well, I, I would not, and I wouldn't let my history dictate my future. I mean, granted, it, it makes for some, you know, it makes what today holds, right? My, my, my past, my history made me what I am today. But I can 
and have decided not to let my history, my past, uh, the events that could shape my life negatively impact my decisions for today and actually for the future. But can we can we do this with slavery? I don't know. Can we do this with Jim Crow laws? Can we do this with our lives? But then there's there's the issue. So conversations I've had in the past over like the past decade or so, I recognize growing up and as an adult that whites see the world and the past completely different than black people. Is this good? Is this bad? Um, there always seems to be an excuse why the point of view is had, and there always seems to be an excuse why that point of view is better. Um, but then how do we get to the same place? Can we get to the same place? Do we really need to get to the same place? I heard some interesting news today. And, I, and I'm going to try to tie all this together. When did fentanyl become a problem where you don't lock up people for having it and distributing it or using it? Like people are trying to pass laws now in federal and state government that we shouldn't be locking people up for using fentanyl. Well, wait a minute. I don't see fentanyl ravaging itself through minority communities. But anyway, I digress. Why does it seem that whenever a crime affects the white community, their efforts to mitigate the effects of it and the outcome for those connected to it criminally? Like we didn't have all these resources for heroin until it started killing little Ray Bob and Susie in the suburbs. Then all of a sudden we got to do something about it. Yeah. When there's an issue that affects the black community, right? Both black and white politicians are quiet. Why is that? Why is it? A heartbreaking struggle when you see predominantly white people dying and overdosing, but when black people die and overdose, all we hear is pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's get going. Now we're trying to find resources for fentanyl. How about stop using drugs? Amazing. But in the black community, all of a sudden it becomes a leadership problem. You know, it's a problem for leadership and when is it a problem? It's a problem when the white parts of the state all of a sudden become sick, start overdosing, start dying, resources appear, task forces appear out of nowhere, ensuring we don't want people to go to jail. Well, wait a minute. Black people went to jail for the same stuff. Well, I think we need to take fentanyl off of the... Um, registry for that particular type of drug because no we're not going to do that you should be going to jail if you use or traffic or overdose from fentanyl and so i say that to say oh that's in the past that's in the history and so there's nothing we can do about that and you know why because it's in the past and it's history and we should move forward but can we move forward as a society can we as a society move forward? Can white people get to the point where black people can mention race and race doesn't make them dismissive? Can black people get to a point where white people 
can discard race and race doesn't make us angry. I mean, I read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, but then a friend turned me back on to the 1619 Project. You know, the book that everybody loves to hate, the article that started out in the New York Times and then came to a head. Well, I'm still reading it. I'm trying to comprehend it. 1619. But the author of the 1619 Project book, Nicole Hannah-Jones, asks a question. A question I want to ask you. If you have an answer, 833-212-1017. If you're white, I want you to answer for yourself. And if you're black, I want you to answer for yourself. And I want you to call 833-212-1017. I don't care if you're a teammate. I don't care if you work on the truth. I don't care if you don't work on the truth. Six to, well, I don't care where you work, what you do, who you are, if you're listening. Call. Because she asked the question, that boggled my mind. And that question is, why do white Americans desire to be free of a past they don't want to remember, while black Americans remain bound to a past they can never forget? And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Of course, my artist for the day during Black History Month is none other than Brandy. 833-212-1017. I got some money to give away today, so y'all better make sure you listen because that's the kind of stuff we got going on. But anyway, uh, talking text line, uh, before I get to Mr. Lee, talking text line says, uh, Chris said, uh, sometimes the past is hard to let go, then at victimhood politics that tie along with that, and it's a never-ending circle. So my question to Chris is, are you speaking for white people or black people? Speak for one. So that was part of the thing. If you're white, answer the portion of the question that pertains to you, and if you're black, the portion that pertains to you. Why do white people desire to be free of a past they don't want to remember, while black Americans remain bound to a past they can never forget. 833-212-1017. Another talking text line says, uh, the answer to the white question white people, but the shaming killed black people for the struggle they went through. Again, are you black or white? And answer just for one race. Black people for the struggle Uh, our ancestors went through. Okay. But then do we hold on to it to the point where it's detrimental to us? And at what point does it become detrimental? You don't have to forget. But at what point does it become detrimental for us? As we grow as a people, 
I think it's important that we recognize some of the things that hinder us. Just because you let go of the past doesn't mean you forget the past or you whitewash the past to make sure it doesn't exist. 833-212-1017. Mr. Lee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. I do agree. I do agree. We don't want to let it uh, uh, hinder us. Don't let the history of our lives. It should be catapulting us uh, in the way we should be headed. But unfortunately, we are uh, hindered with anger and and frustration uh, because of it. But let me. um, So I believe that if I give this answer, I'm going to be answering for both sides. But this is what I want to say right here. Number one. Um. We're like stolen goods to them that they just can't get rid of. And what do you mean by that? <laughs> so we we were stolen from one land, and then and also we're part of this land here, and we were taken. You know, part of our land was taken here. So we own both sides of the spectrum, and there's no use. They they can't get rid of us. They're they're stuck with that history. Well, remember, they tried to get rid of us. Lincoln tried to get rid of us. He tried to have the movement to send us back to West Africa. But black black people who were recently out of slavery didn't want to go back. Right. That, too. And that's where you you, will. okay, And that. So, of course, you want to get rid of the stolen goods. You know, but now we're here and we're the remnants. We're the remnants. We're uh-huh. the we're we're us today is a re- friendly reminder of that each day that they have to deal with us. Um, and on our end, we're constantly reminded somehow in some way uh-huh. whenever we're trying to go to work or when we're trying to do the right thing that there is this peace that stuck to us. We can't just go and be. We have to find a way to reflect to be. So we're 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 stuck in that gap. So what do and we do? Again, so what do we do? We have to we have to kind of like let it almost you can't let it go. Right. No, no. You can let it go, but you can't uh use it as a crutch. Well, we can't I look, use I look the, at it like a like a dragging around a ball and chain, right? You can let go okay, of the ball okay. and chain, but that doesn't mean you don't forget where right. it is. Right. And that's so, part of my argument. Goes, I'm sorry, go on. Go on. And that goes back to being able to catapult, because if you're holding on, you're not going to go any farther than that ball and chain is going to allow you. But if you could take what we've learned Right from it. Okay, we should be better by now. It should be. We should be a lot better. Well, but again, that's an individual thing. We keep. We yeah. keep. It, it's almost twofold. I understand the community thing, and I understand bringing up the race. I'm for it 110 percent. Right. But that means that right. the individual has to bring themselves up first. Right, and, and it's an individuality thing. And if right. it is, then uh, I can't. Uh, balled up fist point fingers. You get what I'm saying? Of course. I have to free myself. Hello. I have to free myself. Right. And then how am I going to, I can't operate with you if I'm not going to free it up. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I got to, I got to step, I got to step to the line and hold my own and then together we can do it. But if I'm constantly reaching back, if I'm constantly, we should be on the same accord. Right. Well, we should be in the same approach, but we don't have to. In our approach, it, we don't, we don't necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. 
tell me if I'm wrong, because I know you will. I mean, it's okay to disagree, but tell me if I'm wrong. We have to be at a point where we know what the goal is, but we have to respect the Mm -hmm. fact that many of us go about it different ways. I think what we've started to do is disrespect how other people do it, and then if you don't do it the way I say do it, you're, you're destroyed. Not everybody in the civil rights movement went about it the same way, but the end goal was the ability to vote and be a man and be counted. Man, so, I want to argue with you on that. But well, but I can't think about it. But wrong. think about you're it. Right. <laughs> right. Some, when you think about it. Right. Everybody went about it a different way. But, but we, we still got it done. But we still got so. it done because everybody right. did what? They had their eye on the prize. That's it. Message. I'm going to leave it at that. I appreciate you, brother. Same to you. Yep. 833-212-1017. OG Artie said, I'm a black man and they won't let us forget our past because it's constantly recurring, reoccurring with the justice system on the regular. I have to I have to respond to that with a yes and a no. And the reason I say yes and no is because it's twofold because you commit a crime and you end up in a justice system. There are things in the justice system that are unjust and not right that needs to be corrected. And so I don't know how to I don't know how to remedy that. But you make a good point. 833-212-1017. Gina, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Yes, I agree with everything that you two are debating. But I think the missing common denominator of our survival, survival is family. Okay. Until we get our families in order, meaning I'm going to take care of what's mine. And, again, that picture looks different for everyone. But we all know everyone needs love. Everyone needs support. And support doesn't have to be monetary. It can be knowing that someone is cheering for you. Correct. Knowing that someone appreciates, even though you don't have this degree, that car, this house, that they love you. So until we begin to learn to love, relearn, because we all have ancestors that did it. That's how we're going to heal ourselves. If you look at any major community nationally, and I'm not talking about Milwaukee. Milwaukee is one spot on the map. Those that survive have tight-knit families. Correct. How do we do that? Some of us are going to have to take the leadership and forgive each other and go back to basics. So what do we and do when people don't want to do that? But what do we do when people don't want to do that? I'm saying that? the basics can look different for different people. It can't look Maybe different for different people different. if you say family. If I'm going to bring no, together my family. Families, I'm, saying different, I'm saying different family groups may have different ways of healing. And I'm saying if one person in a family can say, at least I'm going to forgive, it doesn't mean I'm always going to be around those people or that right. I can help okay. everybody. If you can help one person in your family, then you are healing your family. Now, if you have a family, meaning you created the family, then take care of your family. Right. 
stop running away from your family thinking everything else out there is going to help you because it's not. Yeah, but I want to be able to do what I want to do, though. You're stopping me from doing what I want to do. No, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm saying if someone creates someone else, if you can work with that person and help create that person, the, the third person, then why not work together? And it doesn't mean you two have to stay together. I'm just saying that it it doesn't look the same for everyone. But see, this here's the problem with that, Gina. The last caller. Here's, here's, here's the problem I have with that. It does look like that. You should stay together, and that's what's going to make you a family. We've yeah, but defined where we should. We've defined family to a point where anything can be a family. A chair and a book. Whatever somebody decides is family. I don't know about that. I'm just saying. That doesn't have a heart. I'm just, you know. Of course I'm exaggerating because I'm trying to make my point. (laughs) So, and so at at some point, how do we get people to understand what you're saying? And that in order to be family, you have to forgive, move forward, and help one another. Like, how, how can you make people do that? I think. I think this is a start. Dialogue. This is a public dialogue. So each person can be creative in how they approach it as long as it's positive. I'm not telling anybody what to do or how to do it. That's not what I'm saying. But isn't that part of the problem? That we stop telling people what to do and how to do it, and now they're doing everything they want to do. Well, could you name one national organization that is talking about family unification in the black community? No. I think Bush tried with his father's initiative. I'll give him that. And then people complained about it because they didn't like the messenger. Correct. And so to your point, you're partially correct. Even when there is some government intervention. But where are the black organizations? Correct. Well, we're too busy telling people people. we're too busy telling people they can be who they want to be. And then when it becomes detrimental to the community, detrimental to the society, detrimental to the race, they go underground. I don't know. That's, that statement is so abstract. I mean, when you say we're so busy, are you talking about their parents or are you talking about society? Society. Well, I think, again, like you all have been saying, it's about perception. Correct. If you perceive that there are no rules and that you can do what you want to do, then yes, I would agree with you that people will do what they want to do. All but right. if there's no focus, there's not going to be any goals, is there? For the lack of vision, the people perish. Right. So in other words, we get to define us, but you're right. We first have to get together and decide who are we. Yep. All right. Thank I you no much, longer accept- <laughs> Okay. I'm Thank sorry. You. Go ahead. You, you were saying something. You no longer accept what? Uh, did she did she hang up? Oh, oh. All right. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for calling eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Talking text line before we go to break. Milwaukee streets are trash. What's the plan to address all the asteroid-sized potholes, sunken manhole covers, mountain peaks? They fix white neighborhood streets. What's the deal and delay? I can't vote for any of these idiots. Republican, uh, Republican Democrats. Hmm. 
Interesting. I wonder who that's from. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, music from Brandy. You know, before the break, we were talking about the question posed by Nicole Hannah-Jones and her 1619 project that talked about why do white Americans desire to be free of a past they don't want to remember while black Americans remain bound to a past they can never forget. And if you're white, you can answer, 833-212-1017. If you're black, you can answer. But answer for you, 833-212-1017. Um, do black Americans remain bound? Why do we remain bound to a past that we can never forget? And why do white Americans not want to remember it at all? What's the avoidance about? 833 212 1017. You can give us a call or talk and text. The new 1017, the truth, proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Make sure you tune in all of this month as we celebrate Black History Month. 1017, the truth, celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, City Year, Milwaukee, UW Credit Union, and American Family Insurance. And while you're listening, You also should remember that we're the home of Milwaukee Panthers men's basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop actions by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and on the Educators Credit Union Milwaukee Panthers Sports Network from Learfield. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking Text Line says, I'm white. And I'm speaking for whites. We haven't forgot because we're not allowed to forget. Well, my question is, why would you want to? But then the truth is, we don't care anymore. Life is a struggle for all Americans. We choose to just keep living and not looking in the rearview mirror. Nothing can be done anymore for the past. It's time to let go and move on. But see, here's the problem. If we let go and we move on, History and wise counsel tells us that if we forget about history, we're doomed to repeat it. And the way America's going now, we're on the road to that again. We're we are getting rid of and whitewashing and removing statues. And we don't want anything to remind us under the guise of it's going to make us feel bad. We should tear it down. But it's history. It's your history. Why is it that we have to let it go and move on? 
your ancestors weren't put in chains and put in the bottom of a boat and sent to a country where you didn't understand the language, the lifestyle, or the culture. Your history wasn't literally wiped from the face of the earth so that you don't even remember or know what is. So when you say don't dwell on it, what does that mean? What do you mean don't dwell on it? There are so many parts of black life that's missing. See, many times if you're white, you can go back multiple six, seven, eight generations from from England and Scotland and Ireland and the Netherlands and so on. We get to about 18, I don't know, 60, 1870, 1880, and the world ends. No language, no nothing, no culture, no nothing. And we got nothing for it. You had at least an opportunity to work. You had an opportunity to get a job. You had an opportunity to build wealth. You had an opportunity to move to the suburbs. And you wouldn't even let us. So when you took advantage of all the positive things that happened because your skin had no melanin in it. And then tell us to forget about it. I say, let's have a conversation about it. That way, the anger won't rise up that way, because it isn't your fault. It's your ancestors fault. And you got significant treasure from that. Even if you were simply left alone, even if your family wasn't torn apart, even if you weren't treated like chattel, even if you weren't sold, even if you had a kid and they could sell it because they had a right because they didn't think of you as a human being. But I guess that's okay. I guess that's okay. But I, but I understand your point, and I, and I can appreciate that. Talking Text Line says, and, and, and I see you there, Al. Talking Text Line says, I'm white. I think her premise is flawed. She painted with a broad brush, assuming that all blacks think the same and that all whites think the same. No, she didn't. And, well, no, no, no. Let me not say that because you may be right because that's what you understand. Did you read the book or did you read the New York Times article? Because the New York Times article is significantly lacking in data and historical information that actually came from that. And so for me, it's not about blaming white people or about blaming it. It's simply saying, why don't you amend the history so that it's accurate? And I don't think that's a problem. I, I just I just I just don't think that's a problem. But, you know. You can't blame whites for what their ancestors did. You can blame whites for what their ancestors did if you have the spoils of your ancestors. If the laws are in favor of you, if the money is in favor of you, banking is in favor of you, business is in favor of you, yes, we can. Is it fair? Probably not. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. 833-212-1017. Al, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Doctor Kent? I'm good. How are you? Um, good. So on the question of our history in America, mm -hmm. how much do we dwell on? I don't dwell on it every day, but I do get pretty angry when people try to whitewash it. So I say, um, and for my family. Um, we're able to trace our history back to South Carolina and the Middleton Plantation. 
uh, which still exists today and has a lot of historical records. Okay. So I can't say that our family is totally lost. We may not know that exact connection from Africa to here, but we do know that the slaves that, uh, African slaves that came over and developed um, Charleston, South Carolina, and, and the Gullah Geechee people are still there today, and the legacy of the rice fields, you know, Africans brought the, the rice, and that became a, um, a, a commodity there in South Carolina. I couldn't understand for years why my family ate so much rice, but with the food in the history, right. the African people that worked that land, then I understood. Um <laughs> As far as getting to the whitewashing, here's one thing that drives me insane. It, and I only found out myself, so I, I, I guess I can't blame African-Americans a lot. So for about 33 years, I voted Democrat. until so I started hearing bits and pieces of their history and their involvement in slavery. Okay. Um, you know, from, from the standpoint of the, the Southern Democrats, um, well, the party was founded by slave owners. Right. Then they fought to keep slavery. Right. Some of them tried to separate from America in order to keep slavery. Right. Um, then, when slavery was over, those same plantation owners, the part of the Democrat Party, did not tell some of our people that they were free for two years. Correct. <laughs> we have Juneteenth Day. And we sit and vote over and over and over and over and over. Right. Okay. People. And now, now they want to take down the Confederate statues, which is a part of the Democratic Party from the standpoint that the, the daughters of the Confederacy highly supported the Democrat Party and went around to all these different mayors of these cities to erect these statues to, you know, basically change the narrative that the South had won. Right. And so the statutes that the Democrat Party now is move, moving are pieces of history of their own that they're basically, to me, trying to hide. Because you Correct. never hear them talk Correct. about how integral they were Correct. from their founding in 1828 to 1964 when they finally decided. No, no, no. you got to add. No, 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 sir. No, sir. you got to add. Four more years to that, to the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. Oh, okay. Because if you think about every segregationist, famous segregationist governor was a Democrat. The most famous was, uh, what's his name, Wallace. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you also Day, remember that we changed tomorrow. it, and we, we tell that myth that the, that the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, all the races, became Republicans. Yeah, so here, when you had someone like George Wallace, did they ever communicate down from no. all future Democrat no. conventions? No. And he went on to run and become governor. He stayed governor until the early, what, 1990s? Right. And that was because he had a change so, of heart, and many black people in Alabama supported George Wallace, which is not oh, part of the historical so record. Like, so that's like your slave owner letting you be free, but he said you can come back and work for him. 
because you need him. Well, but you got to remember, George Wallace actually had a change of heart. Like if historically, if you go back and check and you talk to older African-Americans in Alabama, like I did, where my parents are from, you find Uh that they actually did recognize his mea culpa and actually worked to build a lot of things in Alabama for black people. Now, the historical record can't reflect that. I, I don't. I don't remember. But but I know in Selma they actually named the. Uh, I know in Selma they actually changed the, um, um, the the two year college there, after and they named it after him, and black people support it. And so after he stood in the doorway, absolutely. But that was that was twenty years prior, thirty years prior. I mean, at at at, at what point, if black people want to be forgiven, at what point do we forgive white people? Like, if we can have a change of heart, why can't they? Well, his policy got a lot of black people killed. Yes, it did. So how much is that blood worth? Does a, does a, I'm sorry, wash away the blood. Does the fact that a black man that kills another black person that goes to prison, if he gets out and pays his debt, should he be forgiven? Or if he has a mea culpa? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not one that, that I'm not that forgiven. When it comes to murder, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not supporting it. Or, I'm just saying, right. no. Right. Other people can, right? You know, other people can, but I, I'm not that forgiving with murder. And so I say, forgive, I forgive. because then you got to carry all that crap around with you. But I definitely actually, don't want to forget. Don't. Well, not you, but actually, you're not. I, you're just I, you. I don't. But you're just you. Okay, other people may carry me. it. Right. Exactly. Because I could just totally not have anything to do with you, right? Right. But okay. the, but the issue with tearing down the Confederate statues gives me pause because I want people to remember, see, and have a legacy of what was done to us. And if you get rid of those statues, there'll never be anything that we'll know. And that bothers me. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like that. If the Democrats put those statues up, it's like the dogs who. Pooped on your floor and you rub his nose in it. That that poop. I don't want to rub the Democrat nose in their poop. So leave those statues up. Right. And so, first of all, I appreciate that. So thank you. I'm, I'm trying to explain to people. No, you're I'm I'm just being a contrarian. Somebody said you believe a racist can have a change of heart. Can a black racist have a change of heart? Can a I, I don't. I don't know. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for somebody. Else. I can only speak for me. You no, know, you know, if I change, uh, send them to prison, and they stay there, they can have all the change of heart they want, but they'd be in prison. I'll be okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you much. Okay, bye. Have a good one. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. We come back from the break. Angelica, I might have lost for words. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Talking text line says a lot of whites came up with nothing, given nothing, uh, no, no pass. We have to keep too many use the excuses of the past to keep themselves from activity, pursuing the betterment of themselves. And uh, I agree, but I disagree. Like, 
I'm only changing because I, I had written something and then I reread it and it meant something a little different. So I'm not going to read what I wrote because then I'll just cause trouble and fights and all that stuff. 833-212-1017. We only got a couple minutes. So let me, Angela, I'm sorry, Angelica, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, good afternoon or maybe evening, Dr. Kent. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I wanted to just talk about you. You were saying to put take down Confederate statues and kind of that forgiveness. Um, I'm wondering with that forgiveness and seeing and keeping those. Okay, okay, time out, time out, time out. I didn't say forgive. I'm saying yes. But what what did you take it that I was saying? That if we take those down, and I'm, maybe I'm linking that into the forgiveness conversation, okay. that we history can repeat itself. Yes, it can. Am I hearing That's, that correctly yes. now? That, that part, definitely, yes. So my concern is not so much how can that history be forgotten? How would that, if that, those statues are up, if it's a trigger for my people, is that of no concern? I say put if them in a museum. something to look I say put them in a museum. I say teach us about it. Part of it is that people never knew. So if you teach them about it, then they'll be okay. But we're not that. I don't, I don't know if we should be that sensitive that we let a statue trigger us and upset us about a time that we didn't live through, but that we have remnants of that has basically uh, come close to destroying all of black society. And I think that's why it would be a trigger, because as you said, these are not something it's not something that just kind of oh it was a blip these are things that have had long lasting effects for our community across even the diaspora if we pull in so it's not so much as why would we still be hung up on it but the fact that we still are hung up on it and i think of these um in the same breath i think of these characters i see on tvs in this transracial kind of where you know black folks can play queen elizabeth and all these things i think that's another way for things to be for gotten or pushed back mm-hmm. and that um makes it it's it doesn't sit well with me you discussed how our history as african americans are is tied in period with these things that we're questioning whether or not we should forget or not whether or not we should put in museums or not as you discussed again we we are just cut off from our histories Correct. it's done after a certain point right so for me there is, are we saying it's going to be forgotten by whom? And we don't have, if we're forgetting or don't have that, that, that history and that recognition of it, who are we then? But that's my point. So if what I get rid of statues, if I don't put it in the history books and if I don't teach it, people will assume that black people are just here and that we've never gone through anything. And I think we'll slowly slip back to what we used to have to deal with in the 60s and the 50s. And so for me, I'd rather struggle, but remember, than to pretend like it never happened and end up in bondage again. So is who, I guess, who then is trying to forget? Are we addressing individual communities in the black community? Or are we talking about white people? Who is trying to forget? I'm not saying that. Who's trying to forget? I'm saying that if we get, and I only got like 30 seconds, if we, if we get rid of statues, okay. we will eventually forget. A generation from now, they won't remember it because it won't be in the history books. 
I think we also can get to the point where we'll turn into the Menominee Nation in the Milwaukee Public Museum when it's something that we skirt past and we really don't hold on to that. So that's what concerns me with that whole museum. It's very passive. But thank you for having me on. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Angelica, keep listening. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back at 5 o'clock, I got to figure out whether or not I'm going to whoop up on DJ Brother Z and see if he can at least do get one right on Truth yeah, of Verify. I'm going for 0 for 5 again. All right, he's going to go for 0 for 5. Who says that? 